0: Three, two, one. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Afterlife. I am Jay Wade. Holy shit, fuck Batman, and we got one today. That's right. Episode number 30. And just listen to this. Oh yeah, baby! That's our new theme here at Afterlife, and uh, it was written by none other than David B himself. He is here with us tonight. Uh, but before that, let's uh, introduce my fellow host here at Afterlife. Uh, first and foremost, as always, the lovely Mike. How you doing, bud? Oh,
1: I am great, way. Thanks for asking.
0: Oh yeah, man! I care, dude. That's why I ask. Um, if I didn't then I'd treat you like Sarah and I'd just go, Sarah's here. How you doing, wow. David? But I don't I'm kidding. Sarah, how you doing? We got Sarah back. How's it going?
2: Damn, I've been gone for two weeks and this is how I get treated. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Uh,
1: it's okay.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm doing great. So glad to be back and welcome Finally. open arms and just warmth and you know, it's great
0: hey you are well loved if if we didn't like you we wouldn't pick on you or me at You're least right. i guess i'm the only <laughs> one who picks on you so How but weird. i pick on everybody here so i like you all but uh ladies and gentlemen david b what's happening man
3: hey everybody what's up how's it going welcome to after Live. wow <laughs>
0: Somebody had a shot of coffee in the last minute and a half.
2: So he lied to all of us is what It's
0: happened. called
3: it's called it's called acting acting and scene. Hello everybody, what's
0: up? <laughs> <And scene. laughs> Great to have you back, man. How you been doing? Awesome.
3: I've been good, man. I've been insanely busy. Work started up again, but uh I've been very, very well. How is everybody?
2: Fantastic
0: just great wow living the dream man
3: (laughs) i'm just gonna say that sounded like lies straight up like hey how's everyone doing fantastic
0: all right all right set us up again one more time dude set us up again one more time we got it this time (laughs) all
3: right do i need to start from the beginning hey everybody welcome to after (laughs) 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 no bro how is everybody legit
0: uh, for real man doing pretty good. Just uh, awesome. I'm about to move, so I'm in the process of getting all that kind of shit done, but Go too. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Where
3: are you y'all moving at? Ladies first. Uh, Ladies first.
0: Um, oh, thank you very much. Um I'm moving to Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, Sarah. My bad. I'm like, <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> um I actually don't know <laughs> where I'm moving. So uh yeah, that's been fun trying to Ooh. pack for unknown destination.
3: How do you how do you not know?
2: So my husband is in the military and he oh. hasn't gotten his uh, orders yet. So I'm just kind of packing stuff and waiting for the day very soon hopefully that we get told where we're going. <laughs> so Where are you,
3: where are you guys stationed at right now?
2: Um he is actually in Missouri right now and I'm in South Jersey. Ooh. So we're separate right now. But.
3: Uh, but y'all wherever he gets uh, stationed next you guys are going to live on the base on there or are you going to live outside of the base
2: uh, we're trying to figure it out right now depending on like what the housing situation is like but I think we're leaning towards off base
3: well that sounds awesome God bless you because it takes two uh, and God bless your uh, your husband for, for serving this country I'm very appreciative of our servicemen and ladies Thank so, you. I really appreciate that yeah. all right all right wade now you can tell me about whatever the hell you want to tell me about <laughs> um yeah
2: beat I, that wait no.
0: <laughs> i can't beat that but i can match that because i don't know where i'm moving to either
3: say yeah, what
0: girl. yeah no i just i i live in uh i live in my uncle's house at the moment he passed last year so i've been staying here doing some remodeling on it and uh It just sold, and I've got about a week to get out of here, and I'm not quite sure where exactly I will end up yet, but pretty much I'll end up somewhere around 10 minutes down the road, which will put me about 10 minutes closer to work, so it'll work out.
3: So, Wade, where's your husband currently stationed at?
0: (laughs) Um actually he's stationed in the basement right now um uh, providing that the chains are holding properly
3: i i figured i i just wanted to remind you to make sure cuz you know you remember what happened last time just make sure those are tight tight
0: yep yep because i hate running i'm a big guy and i don't like to yeah. run dude You know, and I I don't want to have to shoot him in the fucking leg like last time to get him to stop. You know, but but
3: it's it's, it's like I told you, you got to keep them relatively weak, right? You got to feed them so they last, but just just barely enough to where they're conscious enough to be awake, but not enough to actually, you know, have movement. So
0: I like them plump, dude. You know? (laughs) I, I like that i like that meat dude i like to grab them meaty love handles and we're gonna yeah. move right on to yeah. our theme song yeah. um for real david that's uh that's a great song uh oh, it, thank you yeah it kicks ass um thanks man what why don't you tell us like uh if you can how i i don't know i'm trying to think of what possible inspiration you could draw from but <laughs> i mean like when when you were asked or approached to do this um what what was your process like? How did you start out and all that?
3: Oh god, it's a long story. So here we go. Everyone strap in. Um so the inspiration was uh uh Merc with a movie blog kept harassing me to make a song. <laughs> <laughs> Hell and, yeah. Uh, and uh and uh I kept trying to give him the excuse like, oh I'm busy, but he just wouldn't get the hint and uh <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, le- le- legitimately, legitimately. Not, all joking aside, uh, I heard the original song that they all used for your intro, right? And I kind of uh-huh. want to keep kind of like that vibe. It was kind of like, uh, you know what? It's like it's like butt rock almost. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like it has like that bluesy inf- that bluesy influence, but like that heavy metal like downtuned guitars. So I was like, "Okay, I want to do something like that." So the inspiration was just is literally the old intro song, and then I was just like, "All right, how do I make it kinda like bluesy, but like not make it obviously a blues, make it kinda like heavy and like heavy rock and roll and, and kind of keep the keep the spirit of that intro and uh and honestly, it came out of night uh i was I was dog tired i was I've been so busy since August began. I was really tired and I felt, I honestly felt really bad because I told, I told, uh, I told Mike I would do it and I just kept delaying it because I was like, I was legit busy. I wasn't, I wasn't blowing you off, man. I was legit busy. And, uh, and I was like, man, I really, I really got to write something. So I just like, I I laid down a couple of ideas. I think I laid down like three ideas actually. And then one of them was like, I think I like this one the best. And then I just kind of like cleaned it up, recorded like the one, two, three, four guitars, the bass wrote the drums and then yeah you got what you got
0: oh yeah man um i i can barely play i'm a rhythm player on guitar nothing special but i'm i can't imagine playing all of the instruments yourself um i don't know that's extra talent in my book man one one is talent enough but more than one dude but yeah that rocks ass
2: what instruments do you play Oh, god.
3: you answered that before, uh, <laughs> uh well the main is guitar obviously like that's 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 my main instrument but i also uh play bass i play piano i play a little bit of drums i mostly program drums okay. i play uh ukulele i play a little bit of trumpet wow and uh that's it yeah
2: what did you pick up first what was your first instrument
3: the trumpet i picked up the trumpet when I was like uh oh god i was 14 oh okay. Thir- 13 14 and then with that i got into marching band into high school okay and then uh, i I'll, I'll tell the story again i love the story so in my high school we only had one lunch break and everyone had the same lunch break mm. and the kids were allowed to bring guitars to school for some reason acoustic really? guitars oh
2: so, yeah we were allowed to too yes yeah, so, i don't know
3: why <laughs> yeah i don't know why either it was like eh, whatever it keeps them entertained right so Obviously, being in a marching band and all my friends musically inclined, so a lot of I was in the trumpet section, which mm-hmm. if anyone knows marching band is the best section. Like we own the band, we are the band technically. So
2: I I agree, I agree.
3: <laughs> and then uh, a bunch of my trumpet friends were like just learning guitar, and I was like, that's pretty cool, man. And they would just come in like every few weeks and be like, look what I learned, look what I learned. Mm-hmm. I just, I caught the bug from them, so I was like, all right. So I bugged my parents like, I want a guitar, give me a guitar and my parents were like all right we'll get you a guitar but we're only getting you the guitar you have to learn it on your own so i i bought a couple of books at that time the internet was barely becoming a thing and i just kind of like whatever i could find online i was like all right i'm going to do this and then just i i don't know i lucked out i figured it out somehow on my own and then i just hey man and then it was my turn like hey man look what i learned and i was bringing in like like riffs from green day and like uh 3 days grace and uh my chemical romance and then <laughs> One of my uh, one of my old friends uh, was like, "Hey man, that's all well and good, but check this out." And he gave me Metallica's Master of Puppets. And ever ever since then, I was like, oh, "I got to master this thing now. Like, <laughs> I I got to be better than this, you know." And, and yeah, and then yeah, from there, uh, I'm that was I'm originally from California, so I graduated high school, moved to Texas, kind of was like unsure of what to do, just kind of was doing my my basic eds in college, and I just kind of like, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna try to be a a musician like a legit musician and got my ass kicked in college because uh i learned on my own so i don't know any music theory or any like classical mm. training whatsoever so but i graduated and then i got my master's at the university of houston in jazz so
2: that's awesome
3: i guess i guess it worked out because y'all bugged me for for a couple of songs can i say that that it was two songs am i breaking kayfabe
0: uh-oh uh-oh I don't know. This is the 1st time hearing about it.
2: Yeah, I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Uh-oh.
0: Have, David B. No just idea. dropped a spoiler on the sh- on our own Ooh! show, and we don't know what the <laughs> fuck he's talking about. Hey,
3: it's, we got it's a o- scoop! It's only a spoiler if you don't edit it, so.
0: Oh, man. Oh, no. true. I mean, it's obviously not for this show, and there are only two other shows that I'm aware of on Merck. So, mm, well, we're not going to uh, get you in trouble, you know. We're not going to get you in hot water or anything. We'll give shit. you the respect they gave Jai Courtney <laughs> and we're not going to push you for Suicide Squad 2 uh spoilers, but that's awesome that you dropped a bomb for us on this on our own show, dude. I, that's I awesome. Didn't, I
3: I wasn't given a I wasn't given what are those contracts called that they give actors to the, not uh, talk
0: DNA do not yeah. talk. And- yeah. Or no, non-disclosure oh, MBA? act.
2: NBA. M- NBA. Uh, NBA. No, wait.
3: NBA. No. National no, Basketball no, Association. No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. <laughs> NDA. There we go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good
0: lord.
1: Uh. Whoops. <laughs>
0: um. But yeah, man, it's not only our theme. You did. You've already done three, three or four themes that Christian talked about just this last week for Schmodown.
3: Oh, Um, uh, you
0: did. uh, I did. I
3: I did a lot more than three.
0: All right. Let's do the rundown real quick. So Yeah. 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 Who have you done so far that we are aware of and that we can be told about?
3: Officially, I've done Corruption. I did Rachel's special entrance at a collision three. And those are the ones that are officially out. The ones he he mentioned. And the guys mentioned this too on their own uh, shows. I did one for Who's the Boss for Ben Bateman, and I did one for The Family.
0: When do you know when those are gonna when they're gonna use those for the first time?
3: Yeah, I think uh, it's it's for sure during the teams tournament they want to debut it. I I th- I think I think they mentioned uh, screw it. I'm going to tell you. I I'm pretty sure the family recorded a match this past saturday and they debuted on that so i don't know i'm not sure what the turnaround is for when they uh record matches and then uh post them online mm-hmm. so look out for that i think in like a week or two maybe whenever you see the family pop up next on the schmojohn it's it's almost a guarantee like 90 percent sure that they're gonna debut the uh the thing i wrote for them as for as for who's the boss i'm not sure about that but i i wrote one for them too
0: now, other than the ones that we're aware of and that you just told us about that haven't debuted, um, can you can you confirm that there are more that you will definitely be doing some for?
3: Yeah, there's a few that uh, Christian mentioned to me. I don't know which ones he wants to get going first because it's kind of like the end of the year, you know. down's about to wind down after Spectacular, but uh, I, me and Christian have gone back and forth and uh, talked about Specifically, which competitors or which teams he wants me to to uh, do next. Oh, and uh, and I guess officially, unofficially, I did the, I did the uh the music for the promo for the Shire Wolves versus uh Corruption. That promo that uh, Eric did, which is a bomb promo, by the way. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, I did the music for that, and then uh, and then unofficially, officially, Christian mentioned it once a long time ago, and I just I haven't heard it yet. I technically did one for Evil Geniuses, but I don't think they've had a match in like forever. So right. I don't know if they're ever going to use that one, but I did it. So there's that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that makes like what? That's that's like seven songs?
0: Yeah, you're up there, man. Yeah. Now, are there more than that that you can't tell us about?
3: No, that's literally it right now.
0: That's it right now?
3: Or is no, that's literally it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then unofficially officially I forgot about this. Did you all watch the uh, proposal from New York?
0: The what? I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't so, know what you're talking. Like the so, new, live New York stream?
3: Yeah, so they Oh, no, I've up. not seen it yet. So uh, <sighs> the uh
0: proposal? Well
3: spoilers, there's a proposal a marriage uh,
0: proposal
3: no, no. a business a business proposal
0: <laughs> oh. oh so oh. i legit was like who's engaged uh, sarah and i sarah and i are living in the bachelor world now <laughs> yeah oh my god no S-
3: someone got a rose and then declined. said rose and i wrote and i wrote the music in the background for that that's yeah
0: Man, that really did happen actually on this last week's episode right at the start dude <laughs> Guy, I know. Yeah, a guy offered the girl the rose, and she flat out turned him Wait, down. is and that either, what happened
2: um... on the live stream, or were you just messing around? <laughs> like...
3: You guys have to watch it to find out, I guess. But...
2: Well,
0: I'm I'm probably not <laughs> going to. So just tell me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh all right. Sarah. All right. I'm <laughs> well, so behind. I don't know so, if don't spoil it. any of the matches, and I don't care. Well, well,
3: no. Right. no, no. So there was there was a legit like marriage proposal at New York, and uh, <laughs> I, thought I wrote, you said
2: there
0: was.
3: I was lying. He was. Oh, shit, it, I
0: thought you were being for real when you no, were a like, no, business proposal. Guys. I'm, like, I'm like, dude, David B is like full time fucking employee at Slowdown. News <laughs> alert, everybody at broke here. David B is moving to Cali. He's working for Slowdown. But no, you, it really was I, a marriage proposal. You, yes.
3: You motherfucking. Okay. You just jinxed my dream. That's never going to happen. Thanks, dude. <laughs>
2: Was it from oh, someone like I in can shout out?
3: <laughs> I'm gonna. Everyone, knock on wood right now, three times for me. Do it. Thanks, Wade.
2: There you go. I just
1: Knocked
0: on my head. <laughs>
1: I knocked on my door.
3: There you go. Uh, no, yeah. there was there was a legit marriage proposal at the uh, at the live schmodown event in New York City, and uh, I wrote a cover of the Leia theme on piano for that.
2: Oh
1: wow! Uh, oh, I did not know that. That's actually pretty cool.
2: So it wow. was someone in the crowd.
1: Yeah, so I could set this up if you guys um,
2: Yeah, go
0: for it, man.
1: They uh what happened was I think uh it's all set up. So Christian and Mark are like, uh, we have a raffle going on and it's from Patreon. If you got a number, we'll call your name and they just like call the name out, you know, some guy in the crowd and he brought his girlfriend out to the stage and uh, That's then awesome. they said. Start- so yeah, so they were both on the stage right now, and they just like they're it's like a raffle thing, pretending to, and um, I think Christian was like asking uh, a question to his girlfriend uh about schmodown, and she's kind of like a, a little bit uh not a huge fan of schmodown, but like the boyfriend's getting her into it a little bit more, so she got a little confused when he heard heard the question at least, but then uh he the guy was like starting to like talk to the girlfriend and then he ended up on one knee and actually proposed to her.
0: Aww. Uh, did she say yes?
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, That'd that's risky. Off, that would have been awkward. She said no.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So bow uh, down and she just leaves.
3: <laughs> she's like, "This, you guys are a bunch of nerds. This is the nerdiest <laughs> shit I've ever been to. Throws the yeah, ring yeah. on the floor. Walks out on a huff and puff. No, it was actually, actually worse Forever, oh, that's
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. sweet. Um, so for that one, I was it was kind of in t- a lot of back and forth through emails, but basically the uh, the fan kind of contacted uh the schmoes, and then Christian contacted me like, hey, we're thinking about putting music on this because we'd like to air it and not get it demonetized. And I was like, all right, I'll see what I can do. And then I was like, the guy was like, oh, my girl really loves Star Wars specifically Leia's theme, so I was like, I'll try to do something where. Hopefully she realizes it's Leia's theme, but uh, the uh-huh. censors on YouTube don't. So I think I I think I I did it. I don't know. Well, no one knew it was the Leia theme, and no one knew uh, I made music for it. So I I guess I did a good job. I don't know.
1: You you did. You did a good job. Because I didn't <laughs> recognize it when I heard it. The I was like it was just I was just like tearing up. It's like oh my god, it's <laughs>
3: And I was like oh my god, what's this piano in the background? This is so beautiful.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait to watch it, uh, not only for the matches, but now I'm definitely going to be looking out for that. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Um, we got more Schmodown live coming up. Actually, mm-hmm. well, the Arizona was canceled yeah, um, for scheduling problems of some sort, but they're still going to do a live stream in the studio with the same cards. So that'll yep. be pretty cool. But uh, that one's got the... Wildberries versus um late to the party and then you guys are going to have to help me who's the who's what's the other match I can't it remember. it's William, Chase Ellison versus um
2: William Bibiani, right?
1: Yeah, Bibbs. The Bibs.
0: The wow. Bibbs
2: How did I know that?
0: I don't know.
2: <laughs> I'm so <laughs> far behind.
0: <laughs> what what do you guys think about that? How you think that's going to shape up this weekend?
3: Ooh, uh like i'm pretty sure everyone agrees for the most part like william bibiani he has of just a, he's just an encyclopedia of knowledge this guy and it's, oh, it yeah. was, it was very evident at the free for all like oh, when it's when it's just questions like what is this what is that guys just like boom 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 like yeah
2: he's uh, great at that
3: but personally speaking what my opinion when it comes to the game the yes, actual game he's Awful at it. He does not know how to play that game. I don't and think he's I,
2: awful, but he's not the strongest. He should.
3: He should. For a guy with the with with the well of knowledge that he has, he sh- He sh- We should be saying William Bibiani three belts, not Mike Kalinowski three belts. You know what I mean? It's uh, to me. To me, it's very obvious that like Bibs is just. heads and just above everybody else in terms of knowledge but he's he's just not a strong player of the game compared to someone like mike who is like a strong player of the game Mm -hmm. and even to some extent like ben recently has gotten really really great at playing the game that's the problem it's like it's it's not enough to just know things you gotta like uh, use it in the context of that game
2: he falls apart when like he feel starts to feel the pressure and he starts to kind of fall behind like the third round like he just yep. falls apart there if he's not yeah. in the lead
3: yeah yeah it's it's like everyone says it too like it's like you you always think you know and then those lights hit you in the face and all of a sudden you're like uh and i i think i think william baby on is like a prime example of like like the lights hit him in the face and all of a sudden he's like he's not yeah. the strongest player but everyone keeps saying like but he knows the most it's like okay but that doesn't really mean anything in in the context of the game if it was just if it was just straight trivia kind of like the free for all is and then yeah of course i I honestly think bibs would be king but in this case i think chance i think chance uh takes him to the cleaners quite honestly i really think especially right now man corruption is on on such a hot streak dude yeah they Uh
0: call it
3: they call it the magic season but they should rename it to the corruption season dude because they've just decimating everyone in their way
0: dude kalinowski has converted me into a fan of his man uh just it, the another- same way roca did i was not a fan of roca um oh, for neither. the longest time just couldn't stand uh just couldn't stand him man and then he expressed that uh the heart and the the desire that he really had the emotion for it other than the little tantrums and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, that's where the tantrums come from, is this guy is really emotionally invested. And uh, Kalinowski's done the same exact thing, man, but on a higher level for me. He just – I love the emotion he brings to it. Yeah, I concur with that. What do you think, David B's drink? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Let's ask him. Hey, whiskey I just finished, what do you think? (laughs)
2: David, uh, yeah? I have a
0: question.
3: Yeah, go for it.
2: Who is there? Like one team or like player that you would love to like compose a song for that you haven't yet?
3: Hmm. Well, my go-to ans- answer used to be Roka. but with everything that's been happening now, I think honestly, even though I like their theme and I know he kind of like remixed it on his own, I would like to do something for the dungeon or Kevin Smets specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have. I've always had like this idea of like, again, I like his intro and I get it. And he mixed it himself, which is, well, he didn't mix it, he like remixed it. But it's, I've had this idea of like what I think it should be. And like, specifically considering that they're called The Dungeon, you know what I mean? So I think I would like to get a shot at that for sure. Um, yeah, Roka, obviously the horseman. I've always, I'm an old, I'm an old school. Like, Roka's always been my favorite, even when he was like, the outlaw heel Roka and everyone hated him. I loved him because it was, like, very, like, WWE for me and Triple H and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think for right now, yeah, like, the dungeon Kevin Smiths, I think, would be a cool one to do. Um, but honestly, anybody they put in front of me, man, like, right now I'm just, like, trying really hard not to bug him to be like, so, uh, I got I got free time now.
5: Uh, <laughs> Who's
0: next?
3: <laughs> yeah, please, please keep me employed, please. But, uh... <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. w- wouldn't it be great if you could somehow score the entire catalog?
3: That on- <laughs> Dude, honestly, like, like the secret, right? Just put it out there in the universe. That's legit my goal. Like, my goal is to, like, get it to the point where the schmo down, is, like, everything, like, like all the music you hear is original. Like, that's honestly what I want to do for oh, you. Yeah. That's not even a joke. I legit want to do that.
0: Uh, I'll put a secret out there, too, then, since you did. Yeah. I want to make this show an official collider live after show so that we can all do this shit like 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 yeah dude you know what I mean Yeah and I feel it It's those it's those little things that like I would never I I would never have thought about wanting to really get hardcore into podcasting I was always into radio like wanted to do talk radio or music dj talk radio some kind of shit like that you know And then I discovered Jedi Council and Schmoes and all this shit, man. And and I realized how much fun this stuff could really be. And then you end up like, yeah, man, wouldn't it be cool if I could do some stuff for these other people just based on what they do because you enjoy it so much? that's what I love about this show is that we're all just fans, dude. And it hits us all in different ways, just from Collider live to schmo down, you know, whatever it is that they're putting out. And then it's, it's not only entertaining content, but it can be inspiring for people to, to be creative and want to do more things with their lives. And I don't know, that's what I enjoy the most about all of this shit that, that, uh, that the Schmoes, uh the old Schmoes crew and and uh, the Collider Live people bring. It's just great, but Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, and um to kind of finish the original question from uh from uh, Sarah. Sorry, didn't mean uh, to cut you off. No, no. Uh chance takes it, and then I think for what is it, late late to the party and wild bears, right? Is the yeah. undercard? Mm-hmm. I think we get mm-hmm. the first ever tie. That never ends because they're both going to go zero and zero for like an hour.
4: Oh my god! Oh
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be insanely entertaining, and they're both going to get just more and more drunk as the hour goes on. And then Christian just says, "You know what? The, the first ever tie, and then that's it." Oh,
2: <laughs> I man. mean, the Wildberries are my favorite team right now. So they're so I funny, dude. Love watching
0: them. <laughs> yeah yeah such a great such a great matchup there um probably the two funnest um funnest teams in the league as far as silliness and goofiness um i I love late to the parties intros I think their uh weekend at Bernie's intro was probably my most uh most memorable and enjoyable.
3: I actually wrote out an idea for a wild Bears theme.
0: oh you right, like us me.
3: no one prompted me to do it. I just did it on my own. And, like, yeah. I don't know. When I think of Wild bears and stuff, like, I've heard their song that they come into, and I'm like, yeah, but, like, you guys are, like, the party. You know what I mean? You're not late to the party. You guys are the party. So, <laughs> so, so, so for me, it's like what, for me, party music has always been, like, something like ACDC. We're just, like, we're just going to, like, hang out and just chug lots of beers and get a little crazy. So I wrote something kind of, like, ACDC ish. So, you're going
0: to try to submit that to them?
3: I mean, maybe now that I now that I said it out loud, I probably should. But uh, no, I, try, man. I'll probably just wait. I'll see if like Christian or or Josh or some me, or Joss or whoever, I'll just wait till somebody reaches out. I'll be like, hey, so I heard you uh possibly have a song, and then I'll be like, yes, I do, and bam. Okay. slide into. I'll notes.
0: email it to you in two seconds. <laughs> yeah, literally, <laughs> I got, I second. got, it,
3: I got it right here, and then I, never mind, I'm not gonna finish that joke.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, everybody, our, uh, our producer and the founder and runner of Merck with a Movie blog, which is uh, the the blog that puts these podcasts out, we do here. Uh, Josh, he has a Schmodown podcast called Talking Schmodown. And you can find that on Merck with a Movie blog on all of your podcasting platforms. Just go to Anchor, though. Much easier just to go to Anchor. Um, but this week of Collider Live was, uh, it, it would dude. Cody's back. And I mean, really that got mm-hmm. the entire week just started off spectacularly. What did you guys think about the return of Cody?
2: I missed him so much.
1: Same. Yeah, I do. Man, his cuts are so sweet this week. Oh my God. I missed it so much.
0: Take us through them, man. Because I, uh, like I said, I was moving, um, or I'm in the process of moving. So uh, packing a lot of stuff up, so I just had the the TV turned up real loud and wasn't really watching it.
1: And see, I, I've tried to pay attention to all the cuts, but there was, like, during the beginning of the week, it was like, uh, he did the same thing as previously, where he said Riley didn't talk for another 20 minutes, which <laughs> was brought up on the next day. Um, I don't know, there was some other subtle stuff. Like, they're talking about stuff, and they'll cut to him and be like, oh, um... Another thing that was set up for uh, this show in particular, uh, when they were do when Christians were doing Igla, uh, they come to Cody and he's just like – his headphones were like weirded out because he was yelling into the microphone too loud. So I was like, ah, snap, it's too loud kind of thing. So it's <laughs> –
0: Yeah, yeah. Explain <laughs> that Igla to us. At least me because – I uh I missed the origin of that and why they started doing that. Lucky you! And they did it all <laughs> week, so all oh, I'm yeah. sitting there like, dude, what is going on? Igla, 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 igla. I hate it oh. so much. Okay, no, it was during Reviana, Rev, Rev, Revian, Revian, Revian. I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, what, what was the igla about?
1: Okay, so it was during the movie news, actually, and uh, Riley was bringing up about the has uh, showrunner and writer of the Disney Plus show, Hawkeye, and his, the guy's name is Jonathan Igla. And so Christian just took the last name and was like, that sounds kind of interesting.
4: Igla! Igla!
1: <laughs> and just ran with it, just so saying it multiple times, yelling it, just balls to the wall with it, and was and just went with it, too. And it was just like ikla, ikla. just kept going with throughout the whole damn week, and it was just so funny. <laughs> I, I, I swear, I swear, I was. I think they mentioned it was like a whole bit on like a Wednesday show or something, and I was like laughing so hard, so hard. I was coughing, like almost coughing up a lung, because I was laughing so damn hard. Because that kind of humor just gets to me. Like he, they're just yelling, and Cody's like, like I said, taking his headphones off because they're being way too loud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that uh, I kind of wish I didn't know the origin. Now <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, just was a little bit better as a mystery to me. Yeah. There you go.
3: <laughs> no, uh, but going back to the original, my favorite uh, cutaway of Cody's. I don't. I think it was during Bachelor Talk. They cut away to Cody, and Ooh. Cody is showing uh, pictures of his baby to Alex. Do you remember this? Uh, uh, oh, that's right. Yes, That was. That was, was my Alex favorite. Alex
0: acting uninterested. No, like, he was very in intimate. a joking way. You know what I mean. No, it
3: was it was very adorable. Like Alex is like looking at, it, he's doing like the oohs and the ahs, and he, like Cody has like that big like I'm a proud dad smile, and it was a very. Oh, yeah. It was like it was like it was it was cut away as like a joke, but also like partially genuine. Like hey, this is my kid. And it's like oh man, your kid's cute. He's, like ah, I know. It was great. I love <laughs> that particular bit for sure.
0: Oh, oh yeah yeah it's it's all i don't know it's really weird but there is a noticeable difference between moment or days when cody's not there and when he is there um and it's it's i don't know i can't explain it even if you don't ever see who is in the booth you just can tell that if whether or not cody's in there or not but yeah it's great to have him back
3: oh he's very he's very clearly like a huge comedic element of the show right like, like yeah. the obviously the big part that he really does is the sound bites, right? He controls the yes. soundboard, and so he always has like those little nuggets that he's ready to give to the uh, mm-hmm. to the guys in 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 the room, like the reaction sound bit. And like you can just tell, like just watching, like just watching. I think like today's show, he just plays something, and it's like the perfect moment, and it all of a sudden he has everyone in that in that room laughing just by simply playing a sound bit like he's very obviously he's like he's like a a fifth member of that table without actually being at the table Mm
0: -hmm. yep and uh, I in a specific note that Kaylin Kaylin couldn't be here tonight but a specific note that she had jotted down was uh, was, um, them talking about Roxy trying to put in a car seat Um, and Kaylin was wanting to know what uh, everyday tasks we would like to see Roxy do um I can I can definitely see the entertainment and watching her trying to put in a car seat. I've put in many car seats and it's still like a foreign object every time I try to put one it's in. It's hard. It is. It's really hard.
2: <laughs> Especially like trying to put a kid also in the car seat. That's also kind of difficult too. <laughs>
0: Wait a minute, so... do you mean put the kid in the car seat when it's already in the car, or are you yeah. trying to put the car seat in the car with the kid in the car seat? No,
2: if the car seat is already set up, and then you're trying to buckle the kid in, I don't know, I always feel really stupid, because I'm like, I can't do this, and the kid is just staring at me like, come on, like, and then the kid That's starts right. doing it. Yeah, I know.
0: You're doing it wrong, you're supposed to put the kid in the car seat first, and then put the car seat no, in the car. No, I, What? <laughs> uh that's
2: illegal
0: i'm just i don't well i don't know if that's illegal but it's definitely not it is now now sarah's law um but uh, i'll tell you a couple that i thought of and they they relate to everyday things i was doing around here that really maybe aren't everyday tasks but for me they were here this week but one thing was uh, – I'd like to see her change the bit on a uh, drill gun because sometimes even I have <laughs> trouble trying to remember like, okay, does it go left or right to, un- to loosen it and stuff like that. Um, I loosey, righty-tighty. I just thought but it would be I would one. also like to see her pack a vehicle for a long trip. Like, if you've got a lot of stuff sitting next to the car and oh. you have to try to arrange it in there in a proper oh. way, I would love to see her do that.
1: That would be That's great, actually. I have <laughs> I
3: this. have, I have a similar car one. I'd like to see her try to open the hood of her car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, man.
3: <laughs> and maybe she'll surprise us. She'll be like, it's right here, you dummies. And she's like, whoa, my bad. Or, or what I'm hoping for is like, how do you... Why isn't it coming up? I I I pulled the latch. Why isn't it coming up all the way? I can't. Is This all it goes. That's what I'm hoping for. And and to be and to be fair, a lot of people don't know how to open the hoods of their car. They just simply don't because they that never had to. So I would like to see you try it. Yeah.
0: What if she had seen it in one of those old movies and so she thinks that you open the hood by standing in the front of it and hitting the hood? So she's standing at the front of her car with her fist, like hitting her hood, waiting for it to pop up.
3: Like she's trying to be the fawns and like just smack it. Something like to, that, to yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: just make hey, it all cool and suave like yeah. in her car, but nothing's happening.
3: <laughs> I would love to see that too now that you mention it. Both of those things, please. Universe, make like it happen!
0: Hell yeah! Let us rule the world. We'll give you entertainment.
3: Hell yeah! <laughs> we'll give we'll give entertainment to like a uh, a select few of uh, fans of a very niche program. Yeah, yeah. yeah world, take that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about uh? What about you guys, Sarah and Mike? Uh, you come up with any everyday tasks? It, this is kind of a hard one. Thinking really of every, was. and it's weird it because was. they're everyday tasks, but it's hard to think of them.
1: Some, something that's like she hasn't really done before. That's the thing because you think of everyday tasks as like something you do every day to be yeah. exact. Like you're living life, you know, so, simple stuff like doing chores around the fucking house, doing laundry, dishes, all that shit. I mean, something like, I mean, all the baby shit that Cody alludes to, you know, with the car scene and shit like that. I, I would love to see her just do like all the stuff you do for a baby, you know, maybe. Dare I say change a diaper?
0: Oh man, was it Roxy- a little a little mini reality yeah. series with Roxy taking care of Cody's newborn as Brett stands over her as the chaperone, instructing her on what to do and oh stopping God. her from accidentally hurting the baby.
3: wasn't Wasn't Roxy the one who asked Cody because Cody mentioned his baby already pooped on his face? Yeah, and, Ro- and then Roxy was like, "How?" This like, well. Time to find out. And then uh, the show starts, right? Do, 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 do. It's Roxy and the baby. Roxy and the baby. What's going to happen today? Do, do.
4: <laughs> right? Oh yes. Gosh. Oh my God. Yes.
3: I would love to see that show. Damn it. I'm hyping myself Damn. up. Can we Damn move on? This, this is never going to happen. I'm getting sad now. <laughs>
0: Something that something that, if you're sad, this will boost your spirits because it's comedy and everybody loves that. Um but did you guys have you guys watched the uh trailer yet um for Mark Ellis's stand up special called Dog Stepfather?
3: No
2: No, I didn't know there was a trailer. Oh so,
1: it was man. at the end of the uh uh New York live event live stream.
2: No, well I told you I'm very behind.
0: Well no, it was it was also on um it was also at the end of uh uh what was the last big singles match they had before the uh New York event?
2: Okay, again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm very behind. Well, Sarah, just chill. I know you're behind. That's why I'm asking you specifically <laughs> what uh, what <laughs> match was that? Okay, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm just messing with
3: it. It wasn't um, they just they just they just debuted a uh, Lon's versus um uh Christian number two is what I'm calling him. I always forget his name.
2: Lon.
3: Yeah, Lawn the Professor Harris.
2: Yeah Paul Preston.
3: Uh, Paul Preston.
1: That
2: was Christian. like a month ago.
3: No, they no, debuted
1: that that just, had, that, just came, that just came out.
3: Yeah, the singles tournament, right? This one's for the singles tournament, wasn't it? They had oh, a previous match. Did they this, do it twice? Am what, I confused did, that did they played each other twice? What did they, dear, dear Google?
2: Yeah, there's a picture of them twice, unless it's the same. It's the same exact. Yeah,
0: yeah, check somebody Google it.
2: Okay, I don't know because it's uploaded twice on their YouTube channel, and it's
3: but one of them's for the uh, yeah one of them's for the Ultimate Schmodown Sh- Singles Tournament, and I think w- the other one was just an exhibition match, wasn't it? Get, <sighs>
2: yeah, yeah. Because it was <sighs> August nice Was Lon Harris? Hey, Mike. Somebody. How's the
0: uh, Power Rangers podcast going?
1: Oh, uh, it's a slow start, but I am. Um, uh, we're pushing out. We got some good content over there. It's going great. Sure.
0: Sweet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, who is that? Was that gone? Gone? <laughs> God. God.
0: <laughs> oh my yes, gosh!
3: Yes, Lord, I am
0: what? here. Um, (laughs) but yeah that uh if you guys get the chance um i don't know it might just be on youtube solo but it's a good minute and a half two two minute long trailer for Mm -hmm. the the, his stand-up special he recorded in chicago and it, it it looks it looks really great i can't wait for it to come out so that should be sweet
3: so for clarification yes lon and preston did fight two times one wow. was a month ago for the for the singles league, but and then they a day ago they fought again. But it was a round one match for the, uh, for the for the schmoldown tournament. Yeah, wow, they matched up twice. That's crazy. That is I weird. I haven't seen it yet. I need to watch. Yeah, that's weird. Dude, I didn't even realize that. Our, I know it's not a Schmodown, uh podcast, but did y'all watch Riley versus uh, Stacy Howard round Gosh. one?
0: Nope. Yeah. Um,
3: Oh, you. Oh, my God. It was.
0: I'm very. (laughs) Tara's very behind, behind, I guess.
3: She's very. Dude, I'm just
2: now watching Corruption and the Founding Fathers the first time. What? No, 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 no. Not the very first time. The most recent one before they face each other again. Oh. Um, Whatever. Like the one that happened like two months ago or a month ago.
3: Okay. Oh, my God.
0: Dude, yeah, you yeah. got some catching up to do. Yeah. There's some good yeah. matches. Yeah, dude,
3: sorry. that Riley versus Howard match, I did not expect it to go the way it did. It's was so it good. It was good. It, it's really, it's 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 good in terms of like the drama. Okay. It, I, I'll, you just gotta watch it. Go watch it. Okay. Just okay. hang up the phone and go watch it right now. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. bye, Sarah. <laughs> um i uh, yeah i don't i i was just about to get into an issue i have with that match but yeah we'll uh we'll we'll leave we'll leave that for another show um because i could really get into that match deep if i wanted to um
3: yeah.
0: but uh th- yeah uh i missed this too i get, man like i said i was packing i guess i missed quite a few things this week that uh that others put in, in the notes um Mike, you were saying Riley explained uh why he didn't why he doesn't talk much at the beginning. I mean, uh-huh. I'm sure we all know that it's production stuff, but did he get detailed as far as like this specifically is what I do and that's why I don't talk?
1: Uh it was very at the beginning of Tuesday's show and because uh Roxy brings it up, I believe, at one point. Oh, it was in a different show too, I believe. But um so he says like He's, there's three big personalities on the show. There's Roxy, Makuga, and Harloff. There's, you can hardly wedge in between those three because they talk so much, and they're big personalities. And so I just feel that I feel the same way because with you guys, you guys have big personalities, and I try to squeeze in to talk once in a while, but I just often just stay in the background because you guys are great personalities. I feel that.
2: Right
0: on. So, well, for the record, I don't. I don't intend for you guys to feel that way so feel free to jump in here and just fucking just go crazy
3: Mike exactly Mike Mike Uh,
0: David I'm I'm trying (laughs) to talk to the people
3: here hey uh Mike don't don't let don't let weight bully you man this is this is t- 20 We're this is 2019 right anti-bullying like the first lady right you gotta believe in what she says like like bro you don't stand up for I, yourself man your I, voice I, should just, be heard
1: i'm just saying like sometimes i don't have stuff to talk about and riley's <laughs> you know riley on the show for example he he does like come in with a quip once in a while but yep. you know he just he does his thing but you know like he said he explained it on tuesday show he's just, there's these big personalities and I can understand that because they have a lot of content and it's like yeah I can understand that I mean I, I could yeah. be in the background but I can speak up when I want to
3: no and all uh, joking aside like that's that's like mark uh the yodiest of Riley's right he's he's a great producer obviously like he's producing yeah. all this stuff for collider and stuff and occasionally he does have like these witty one-liners or occasionally he opens his mouth unintentionally something funny comes out and we get a great sound bit out of it. So Mm -hmm. like like either way, like he's he doesn't waste words. You know what I mean? So like yeah sometimes he's like he's like a silent Bob and everyone else is Jay somehow. So
0: true, true. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah, I Um, like that. Somebody who's not silent though. Roxy. Man. Roxy guys. She auditioned for The Bachelor. Woo yeah did you know that sarah i did yeah um i mean they had already i guess evidently they'd already casted but they're gonna yeah they're filming keep her in mind for next year but um yeah um get us into all this bachelor talk sarah you're the uh (laughs) (laughs) i'll
3: I'll
0: see you guys later i'll be right back
3: (laughs) it was fun hanging out with you buddy i'm
0: gonna kill myself bye we won't take too long it won't hurt you david
2: (laughs) so for Uh. the next two hours we're just going to talk about bachelor in paradise so i hope you guys are ready
4: uh Uh, (laughs) Uh, uh,
2: uh, but you can basically hear everything we have to say about uh bachelor in paradise this week episode on our Mind and jay's podcast go get that rose we had winston marshall again come back and join us for the past uh this week covering the past two episodes um and we might be getting him for the finale next week as well So just make sure you tune in. We just tear it apart because that's the kind of fans that we are. (laughs) We just tear the show apart. Um, But we didn't talk about uh, Roxy actually auditioning. And I think that's awesome. And I really would love to see her on this show. Um, I think she'd do great. I don't know. I think she'd do great personality and like TV wise. I don't know about, like, actually falling in love-wise. Right,
4: right, right. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> how right. far... Because I think Roxy has her head on her shoulders. She's a little bit older than... I mean, it really depends on the age of The Bachelor, how old the girls are. We had, like, a Bachelor that was, like, 36 um, a year ago. So most of the girls were, like, in their 30s. And then the most recent one, Colton, was 26. So all the girls were, like, 22. So it really just depends on the age of the bachelor the age that the girls will be which i mean the younger the better because they're just i mean some girls some younger girls i guess are mature i mean are mature but you get the ones that are on there just for fame and it's just makes it really entertaining um yeah so i think roxy like has her head on her shoulders she would do great and she would definitely get annoyed with all the other girls oh, <laughs> in yeah. the house, um, and that would be really fun. I could definitely see them painting her as a villain, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just. But I mean, I would root for her hard. <laughs> like,
0: I I still think that it would be great, and and again, we and I think we did bring this up very lightly on uh, last week's episode. Uh, Go get that rose, but. Um, it wouldn't happen now because Makuga's married, but imagine a scenario because Makuga had auditioned. So imagine a scenario where Roxy is is one of the bachelorettes uh, competing for the guy. She walks up and it's Makuga and they, but they know each other, you know, they have, they already know each other and they're just like, dude, what, what are you doing here? You know, I don't know That, that to me could be really funny. Of course, he's not gonna pick her in the end, but that would be fucking hilarious if that happened.
2: I would just like to see her on Bachelor in Paradise. I think she would kick. Oh, ass. that.
0: Oh, that would be the place for her to shine for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And and then she wouldn't. She could just lay in the sun all day and, and not drank. just stand there looking up at it for 15 minutes every day, oh which God. is complete insanity. But, hey, man, whatever works for you when you're looking for that tan and that sun. Um, yeah, it's just that show. And, uh, and this is it after this uh, this coming week. That's it for, I think, three months or so. Was it January? Isn't that right? When uh, Bachelor Yeah, starts? Bachelor
2: comes back in January, like mid-January. So you all get a break for a couple of months. So all you Collider fans don't have to hear us talking about it anymore and have to hear Christian going off about it anymore. Um, well, you but, don't,
0: yeah. you don't have to hear about it here, but we are still going to continue the show. Go get that rose. Oh, in the yeah. off season. <laughs> so we're going to, listen yeah, we'll, we'll still be there. You can listen to us, but uh, what we're actually going to do is because Hannah B from last season of bachelorette is going to be on dancing with the stars. Um, we're going to do part of the show at least. Well, you know, we'll still do some, whatever bachelor gossip comes out. But um, part of the show oh, of is going to be following Hannah B uh, during her Dancing with the Stars bit until she either wins or is booted off. So uh, we'll follow her experience there um, and uh, and to fill some of the t- show time. And we'll come up with some other stuff, too. Uh, so that should be pretty good. I'm excited about that. I know Sarah's excited about that. Mike, David, are you guys excited?
2: You guys are welcome to come on at any time. We'd love uh, that- to.
0: <laughs> okay, and on that note, we are going to take note, <laughs> 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 No, It's too late you slept too long. Uh, we're, we're going to take a short pause here for uh, a couple promos from some other Merc with the movie blog podcasts. We will be right back.
5: Hey there, Schmodown fans. This is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talking Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming "Outlaw," or the emotional retirement of the Shire Wolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Down? I am.
0: And we're back, everybody. Uh, be sure to check out those shows. Um, good stuff coming from Merk with the Movie Blog here. Uh, but actually, uh, we're going to rewind a little bit. Um, David B. made it aware to me during the break that I completely I, I, I stomped on his feelings and, and his contributions tonight. Yep. And I didn't That's let him right. speak about when we talked about Ellis and some stand-up and, and a little bit of segue into That's some right. discussion from last week on Collider Live. Yes. Was, we all know that that, yeah. that Dave Chappelle bit dropped last week on Netflix. Bill Burr had a new one come out this week. Um, but sorry, David. I didn't mean to You know, – I'm sorry, no, man.
3: No, you know what? An apology is not enough. I need you to quit your job. I need you to <laughs> donate all your money and everything to charity of my choosing. And I need you to apologize not only to me, but to the community that you also offended, which, I, which I, I, I will.
0: As soon as this show's over, I'm going to send out a tweet doing all of that. Thank you. Except it's, for uh, quitting my job because I need money. Well, yep. it's, it's, a, you know. it's,
3: it's okay. I already uh, contacted your HR department about you, so you'll be fired in a week.
0: Well, then that means Green Man will never be <laughs> back. <laughs> He's gone because he needs money, man.
3: Can we, but can we, anyway. make, can we, like, okay, that was, that was a bit, ladies and gentlemen. But, um, no, like, I know they kind of, like, briefly talked about it because of Bill Burr's, uh, comedy special dropped this week, which I watched, by the way. I absolutely love Bill Burr. I think he's one of the last, he's a great comic. Um, but yeah, there's something weird happening in society where, like, there's like, uh, I guess the way I would describe it is like, it's like, I wouldn't say overly sensitive as much as, like, hypersensitive, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, everyone's really, like, like, walking on eggshells and, like, being very careful of, like, what what they perceive as, like, offensive. You know what I mean? Especially, I am I remember the guys in the, uh, the Collider Live crew mentioning, like, the comedy room is supposed to be the space where a comic should be able to say what they want to say. And just like uh, Christian uh, said, like, everything can be funny, but it's up to you as the audience if you think it's funny or not funny. And mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of, I believe in that. I I know there's some things that some people just find offensive regardless, and I know it's sometimes because of, like, personal experience or personal attachment or personal trauma and stuff like that, but, like, man, for, like, Dave Chappelle to have, like, 0% on Rotten Tomatoes for the longest time, it's, I don't know, that just sounds... I just... I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I'm an insensitive jerk, but I feel like our society nowadays just takes itself... Wait, wait! Too seriously, everything has, everything has to be so PC, and you can't say anything to offend every anybody. And That's you great. not not only can you not say anything offensive, you have to like completely either agree or shut up about everything that I want to do and that I think is right in my life. And you can't contradict me in any way whatsoever, mm-hmm. or, or else you're yeah. part of the problem and you're what's wrong. You know what I mean? Like you oh, can't God. even have a difference of opinion as as something as trivial as like your opinion on a Star Wars movie. Or, or God forbid, a comic book movie, you know what I mean? Like, if all of a sudden you don't like something, it's because you're a fucking Marvel show or you're a Disney show or blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just, uh, it's just like, dude, it's just an opinion, like, it's cool, you don't like it, or you do like it, and I'm the opposite, whatever, like, it's so trivial, like, whatever happened to Sticks and Stones?
0: Yeah. I don't know. And, and hey, on that note, which is the name of Chappelle's uh, latest stand-up that everyone's gotten so crazy about, um, we what uh, a former host, uh, co-host here at Afterlife, Sean, uh, come on in, buddy. We got Sean coming in. He's we're gonna let him put in his two cents on the Chappelle bit, and but more specifically, uh, we brought him in to give us some uh, his opinion and thoughts on the big. Uh, big argument that uh Dorina and Macuga got into about the Joker movie but uh but yeah um what do you think about the uh Dave Chappelle bit and all that Sean So I watched the
5: special I think I, I we talked about it a little bit just through text after I watched it uh oh. I I wasn't offended by any of it I just didn't I, I honestly I didn't think a whole lot of it was very funny like I wasn't offended But I couldn't tell you what most of the jokes he made were because I just I can't remember. And I'm I love Chappelle. Like just the other uh, day I I I rewatched his bit um where he he's like he's talking about you never want to be taken to the hood, you know. Uh, Right. That's yeah. I I just like I I the one bit I remember is when he's talking about the LGBT community and I was cracking up at that. But like. Uh, I have to watch the Bill Burr special. I haven't watched that yet. I'm a big fan of Bill Burr. But I guess I didn't find the Chappelle one that funny. Like, it wasn't offensive. It just... It it felt like he was going for shock comedy. Mm. For shock comedy's case, or sake, instead of, like... I feel like... I, I don't know. I just, I didn't think it was as good as some of his other stuff that he's done. So, I guess I fell somewhere in the middle. Where I was like, this doesn't offend me. But... Mm. I don't think this is the funniest shit he's ever made. Um, well,
3: yeah, we, go. You're the can we have go, a debate guest? Go. All right, cool. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to. offend you. Uh, purely, <laughs> purely it. stating my opinion. Yeah. No, you know what I think it was with Dave Chappelle. Quite honestly, I don't think it was. It was him saying shocking things to be shocking. I, I honestly, like this is like the legitimately the first comedy special I felt where it's like a comedian was specifically doing things to spite the audience. You know? Yes. Yeah, like he, he was clearly mad at the general not not so much at at his audience, the people that actually showed up cuz they love him as a comedian, but yeah. the general comedy audience. Like like it was like that opening joke, right? Here's my impression, see if you can guess it. He's like, "Oh, yeah. a der, a der, der, if you say anything, it's like that's you." And he points at the audience, right? Yeah. Like like it it was funny, but to me that was like, "Oh, Dave Chappelle is clearly like pissed off at society and Mm. he's like literally like like these jokes are for you because i know you're gonna hate them like you already knew off the bat i'm gonna get shit for this and i don't care because i don't like you people right now you know what i mean that's what i feel yeah
5: i i can definitely see that point of view i don't think that makes me like it any more or less to be honest i think that's i think it you know i i just i it didn't offend me i uh I just, I thought that he's done funniest stuff. I guess it got hyped up so much to me. Everybody was like, man, this stuff is so funny. It's just offending people. This is some of his funniest stuff is like what I was hearing. And then I watched it and I was like, yeah, that was fine. I was like, he got some laughs out of me, but like, I I guess like I, I forgot most of the bits. Besides the LGBT one. I really enjoyed the LGBT one. I thought that one was really funny. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like, it's like they're all in the car in the same the yeah. yeah. same place. Yeah, that was really good. And I, they're I, all I, mad at the tea. <laughs> yeah. No, I would I would completely agree. I wouldn't say it's it's one of his better specials for sure, in my opinion. Um, but I thought it was pretty good. so like obviously the LGBTQ one, like really <laughs> the alphabet people, that one really popped up. <laughs> that one really pops up from for me, what really pops out too is the, uh, is when he talking about Michael Jackson. He's like, I don't think those kids did it. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. says a punchline that's like that's inherently offensive if you want it to be, but I just think I just think the 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 sheer ridiculousness of it was funny to me. I don't know what this is right. about me as a person. Where he basically says like, and it's kind of a statistic truth where he says like, at least half of us in this room have been molested, but it wasn't no goddamn Michael Jackson, was it? <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I was like, I was like, God damn, that's, that is so funny. It's so wrong, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know, and, man. And I, the
0: implication that if it were Michael Jackson, it would somehow make it better. Not right, but it would make it better. Cause I mean, it was Michael <laughs> yeah, ex- Jackson, dude.
3: Exactly. Right. And it's like, yeah. and, and the, the subtlety that I caught up in, in, in that specific bit is like, he said, he said at least half of us. Right? Half of us in this room. He put himself in yeah. that. Oh, so you know, I
0: hadn't noticed that. You know what, man. what I mean? Yeah. That, that little, like,
3: like he didn't say at least half of you in this room. He yeah, said, exactly. no, half of us. Yeah. Oh. So, you know what I mean? So, he, even though he's like, he is kind of doing like this show in spite of the audience, he's still involving the audience to be like, hey, yeah, I'm a comedian on the stage, but I'm like, I'm still one of you guys. Like, I'm still a human being just trying to figure. Sh- I don't know, man. Maybe I'm reading too much into a comedy stand up routine, but. <laughs> I don't so, know like yeah go for it.
5: I was saying, so going in on that specifically. I I listened to an older Bill Burr special today actually. And I think what you're saying with that one where he put himself into the joke, yeah. I think that's what didn't land for me as much because the special in you know, for most of it felt almost a little I don't I don't want to say this word because I know I'm going to get shit for it because and it's not exactly how I feel but it almost felt a little whiny. It almost, it almost felt for a lot of it like he was saying that it's all you guys and that none of it is me. And Bill Burr in the special I was listening to, you know, he'd say some, some stuff that was like controversial and he'd be like, you guys are too sensitive about this, but maybe I am going a little far. Like, I think that's the thing. Like that. I think it's the balance, right? This special to me felt like, He was just saying, it's all you guys, and none of it is on me, which I don't think I agree with. I do think that, I I agree, obviously, I don't think you can disagree that people are overly sensitive, to be honest. I think that that's something that is pretty obvious, but it did very much feel to me, it it felt very defensive, and I understand why, but I think that that toned my enjoyment down a little bit of it.
0: No, See, I agreed. I agreed yeah. with that um, because every I I believe that everyone in this world should be able to say absolutely any fucking thing that they want to say, especially comedians. Um, and and I think that I didn't. I just I agree with what he was saying that it is it is. Our fault, And I'm going to say me just because basically it's the comedians and then we the general audience. And it is our fault as a whole. Not only the individuals who have pushed us to this point of this PC craziness, but for the rest of us who have allowed it to get this far. It is absolutely out of control in my opinion. And I mean, I just, I think he was completely right. And i I didn't to me, it wasn't whiny. It was him literally like he was shitting on us, man, and telling us, dude, y'all are fucked up, and here's why, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell you why, in a really brutal way, but I'm also gonna make it funny. Now, as far as whether or not it's funny, humor is subjective, and that's what I love about it. So, you know, Sean, you didn't find it funny, and that's fine. I doesn't affect me at all i did but you know that's what i like about humor and art in general you know movies paintings anything music it's all subjective so, so yeah
5: on that note real quick i want to say i'm glad you enjoyed it because and that's something i try to say whenever there's something that i dislike and somebody else is like yeah but I enjoyed it. i'm i glad somebody enjoyed it because that's the point of it right everybody's trying to find enjoyment in this stuff i never wish unenjoyment on somebody when they're watching something, right? If one person enjoys something, I am happy about that. I, I, you know, because, you know, you're spending a lot of money on this stuff. You're putting a lot of work into this. If anybody finds enjoyment out of it, you know, I, I'm happy about that.
2: Can I bring a female perspective real fast?
3: Please. I was literally about Please, to ask you,
2: <laughs> you. Don't ever ask. Just
0: tell us to shut the fuck up and then shut start up, talking. Shut up, guys.
2: Let me talk. No, i was just kidding. Um, I wasn't Less on the pod- clean. I was on the podcast last week to talk about it, and I specifically watched the special for the podcast. Um, So, this was my first Dave Chappelle special. I'm not really into like stand up to my husband's dismay who like loves dave chappelle loves stand up really wants me to get into it actually asked me to watch the stand up with him when i was with him like two weeks ago and i said nah i don't want to watch it and then jay reached out to me and said hey we're watching it for the podcast can you watch it and i was like dang it (laughs) my husband's gonna be so mad at me um but i i didn't really know what his like comedy was like i kind of (laughs) Like yeah, so I really wanted blind. So um, this was the first one, and <laughs> wow. So <Yeah>. I <laughs> yeah. wow. Okay, I feel real judged
0: right now. Um, no, 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 no. It's because it's not... this was one hell of an introduction. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad that wow. this was your introduction. <laughs> yeah. Well, you
3: know, legitimately, <laughs> most most of the general public was introduced to Dave Chappelle for the Dave Chappelle Show, which is fucking yeah. hilarious, right? Oh yeah. Because you have the magic of editing, but for for your first like, this is Dave Chappelle, and you get this special, dude. Yeah, yeah.
2: I hope that's a good um. So I I really enjoyed the special. So I don't know what that says about me as a person. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So I I really enjoyed it. Like I really enjoy his sense of humor. I don't know. It's just real. And I also was like a little confused at times where I'm like, is he just playing up his emotions or? Is he, does he actually feel this way? Like, is he just kind of a little bit over the top? Because, like, what you guys are saying, he was tearing people apart. Like, oh, my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> like, no, I'm just kidding. No, but he, he was just going after people, but I'm like, does he really feel this way about everything he's saying, or is it really, like, that shock humor? But, like, I enjoyed a lot of it. There were times that I was sitting there like, oh, my God, like, this is so not okay but i was also like laughing at a lot of what he was saying so i'm like i don't know what's wrong i think my i mean my favorite part was when he said like you clicked on my face to watch this special so like if you you can't get mad at me like you want you clicked on it to watch which i'm like (laughs) you're right like like he fully knew going in like he was gonna piss everyone off but i think he hit so much that like everyone would be affected you know i mean like he wasn't going after like one person like in the first five minutes he opens up with like a suicide joke like he was just going at it and i was like okay here we go i'm along for the ride like let's see what happens but i really i mean i enjoyed it and i i also think he handled everything well like what christian has been saying the past couple of months like you can make a joke about anything it's just up to the comic how they're gonna deliver it if it lands and I think I think it did land personally most of the jokes, some of them so I
5: do I agree so I agree that you can make a joke about anything but it's like the whole thing with the first amendment freedom from freedom of speech is not freedom from consequence right Mm. i do believe that people are overreacting to a lot of the like i'm on that side of the i don't even think there's a side to be honest i think it's pretty obvious but i think that's what i felt of this special and maybe i just completely read it wrong like i'm not mad at dave Chappelle or anything i might have just completely read it wrong it almost felt like some of it was him complaining that there's not freedom from consequence. Right. I, mm. I might've just completely gotten the wrong thing out of it, but
0: well, it depends on what kind of consequence you're talking about.
5: I think like, criticism, if, if you think criticism that is,
0: is fine, but yeah. like, if we're talking like you're like people actively campaigning for you to lose your no. livelihood, no. I mean, that's fucked up shit. I, I, yeah, think, I think I
3: think I think that's what Dave is mostly mad about is the whole cancel culture thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like people are like, you said something that I found offensive, so now I'm gonna make it my life's mission to literally ruin your livelihood. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like it's like like he brought up the whole like Louis C.K. thing and like and Kevin Hart especially, right? Yeah. Where's like where's like Kevin Hart said some jokes <laughs> like ten years ago <laughs> that that by today's standards are considered quote unquote offensive, right? And it was like and he was like Kevin Hart's like the nicest human being in the world. It was his it was this guy's dream to host the Oscars. And and then you know and you know what I mean? Like that whole cancel culture thing. I think I don't think Dave Chappelle is mad at 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 having consequences. I'm pretty sure the guy knows about consequences. Like he had Chappelle's show, right? That's true. Yeah. And and because of that show, he like he gave up millions of dollars and then he you know got it all back from Netflix for these specials. Um I think more than anything, he's mad at what people will go through and what they will do to ruin somebody else purely based on the fact that, like, oh, the the words you said offended me, so now yeah. I have to ruin you. I think that's what he's mostly mad at. Personally, that's what I got from the special.
5: I think I just need to rewatch it.
3: <laughs> Maybe.
5: I think... I, and, you know, I, I might have just been tired and had, like, a long day because as I'm remembering the bits, like... Uh, with uh, uh, the Kevin Hart, like he refused to apologize, and then after he was kicked out of the Oscars, he went on a he went on a, an apology tour, yeah. like yeah. that. Like maybe I just need to rewatch the special. Maybe I was just like not having it the first time. I uh, external circumstances, but uh, Dude, and, uh,
3: Sarah bringing up like the opening joke, uh, the opening joke about uh, Anthony Bourdain and then, oh like Dave Chappelle's like old friend, how he ran into him, was like never occurred to this guy to kill himself (laughs) (laughs) i even suggested you should try it out like just the ridiculousness of it you know but it's like a clever it's like a clever observation but then he ends it like in a very sentimental sentimental way where he's like you never know what someone's personally going through you just don't like like my life's pretty good but my life's like an above ground pool like uh, it's a pool so i don't know like 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 he does things to be like he finds the absurdity and the offensive but to me personally especially in this special like he really he really did try in his own angry way to still kind of bring it back to like but we're all in this together like it's it's a human thing you know
5: yeah yeah yeah. i think i am going to rewatch it i think i'm going to rewatch it cuz i uh i think i i think i just need to look at it again i think i need to like like great film i think i need to take another uh pass at it
3: i yeah, i think so too so. But I, think, I I've got it. Yeah. I'm sorry,
0: what's that, David? No,
3: I I think a sec I've watched it like three times. And I, I think like the first time you're just like watching it and just listening to the to the punchlines. The yeah. second the second time you're kinda like really like listening for the nuances of the, what surrounds the joke before the punchline. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um there's a there's another uh stand-up uh well not really stand up special, but a movie about an, an upcoming uh comedian <sighs>
3: Uh, that's coming out oh, here oh, really, boy.
0: really soon.
3: Uh, everyone, everyone, get your trigger buttons is... ready. Everyone, get your trigger buttons ready. Oh yeah, are you everybody, ready?
0: Everybody, it's the movie's fault. It's all the movie's fault. Everybody. Um. No, but uh, for real though, Joker is coming out real soon, and I am super fucking excited about this shit, man. I'm like, so I mean, I'm maybe. I I no I can't say that I am, but I may be close to being more excited for this than I am episode nine. But I will not go that far. I but, will. Um, I say. will too. For I a long see. time, I was. You're all fucking crazy. Um, uh, it's third now. But um, but yeah, Dorina and uh, and Macuga got into a pretty heated. Uh, I'm not going to say argument. They were civil, but this it was session. a heated discussion. Um, about, uh, the Joker movie and violence in movies in particular, and who is to, who's at fault? Is it the person having, you know, issues themselves, whether it's mental illness or they're just a fucking asshole, or is it movies and, or, and not necessarily just movies, but music or art, you know, is it, is it movies that drive people to committing violence? So I mean, with that being the basis of their argument, and Makuga being on the side of strongly believing that it's mental illness and not the violence in movies themselves, um, what do you guys think about all this? Let's just expand on this argument that they or discussion that they had because it did get heated. I mean, I don't think Christian said a word the entire time.
5: I, I don't know if it got heated. I, I think, well, heated. Yeah, I got heated. I don't think it got as heat- as like the uh, SMD debacle, oh, no, no, all no, the way no, back, no, not you not know. Because when I think heated, that's what I think. Um, it wasn't it wasn't as big as that. Uh, no, no. Did it, it, I started last time? So does somebody else want to start?
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Who cares, man? Free for all, baby. Uh, so
5: Joker was my most anticipated movie of the year. After the reviews, it's dropped to my third most anticipated, uh, really? behind Star Wars and JoJo. Um. I want to start by saying the whole, like, this movie shouldn't exist, I think is ridiculous, right? Absolutely, it should exist. Uh, I'm a big fan of video. I play a lot of video games. The whole uh, Violent movies, violent video games. The violence does not cause these things, right? Mm. Uh, What worries me about Joker, after some of the reviews that I've read, is a theme that I've seen is that the movie refuses to take a stance on anything, which... Mm. Worries me because with the example that Darina gave, Silence of the Land, that movie does not tell you that the bad guy is, you know, you don't leave that movie going, maybe he was right, right? And I can't say that's what Joker is because I haven't seen the movie yet, but from the reviews that I've read, I'm worried that the movie will not do enough to dissuade people from getting out of it going, yeah, the Joker, he had a point, which is not what you should be walking out of that movie thinking if you know anything about the Joker, right? So my worry, my worry, right? Worry because it's not out yet. So I'm not saying the movie is bad. I'm saying I'm worried about it is that the movie will not take enough of a stance on anything to, I think not taking enough of a stance will leave enough room for interpretation open on the Joker's side. And I think that that might be a little irresponsible.
0: To what extent do you think movies, since we're talking about movies here, to what extent do you think movies should be responsible for social social messaging or any kind of social responsibility?
5: Just don't glorify it. I think you need to show the reality of it, right? Why, getting...
0: though? Well, I, I shouldn't just ask that. When it beca- why though? Because in my mind, well, in my mind, it's just art, and and it's just like in my mind, it's art, it's make believe. So you know, I I don't know. I just I've never ever put any kind of real life emotion or thought or, or drive or anything like that into art, music, it- movies, anything.
3: If you if you if you subject if, if we subjectively not not subjectively if you objectively look at art throughout throughout all of human history right art has always been a reflection of of the society at the time right you go back to like mm-hmm. med, medieval ages right and you see all these paintings of like these like 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 these, these royal people in their royal garb and then their royal knight art all you know what I mean it was a reflection of society of what was important in the society where was like the king rules all no one else matters, no one else is important, no one else has all the things, and you keep moving on to any any art is always a reflection of society at the time from from the early Romans before that and et cetera et cetera so it are should movies be held responsible? no, because all movies are really doing, and what any art relatively is doing is', is just holding a merit of society like. Like all any art that's ever been created ever is the artist's interpretation of what they've been through up to that point, right? And and, and yeah. any subjective format of media, like you take any movie, any book, any comic book, any song, it's always what the artist at that time was specifically feeling, what they experienced, and what they were personally going through. And it's just like I just want to reflect that some way in my art, even if the art's like, oh, I feel great, I'm having a great time, I want to write something hilarious or like hey i see this this dark thing looming over society how can i represent that through a simple comic book movie i think i think this whole notion of like oh violent video games and and violent movies number 1 there's been various studies done on this and there's there's literally no correlation between violent movies and vi- violent video games to suggest yeah. violent <laughs> acts of just hideous acts of violence right it's always a combination of like conditioning through social Through social interactions right it's usually what the person who who committed such a horrible act who they were hanging out with what was their social media about or their social gatherings right what forums they were going on what kind of chat rooms they were in it's never like oh it's because this guy listened to marilyn manson oh it's because this guy played uh this guy played i don't know overwatch oh it's because this guy watches pewdiepie on youtube like it's not it's not that at all it's always like your social constructs like who you associate with socially and politically. That's usually the correlation between so far what we've seen, especially here in the United States of like these people who've done these horrible, horrible acts of violence. It's not because of like, well, I saw it in, in the video game doom. And I thought, Hey, I want to be the, the, the the mariner and just destroy everybody. Like, no, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's part for sure. It's part mental illness, but even that I think is like only a part. I, I'm not a scientist or a psychologist. So I'm probably just talking out of my own ass. But, um, in in terms of like, is art responsible? No, because art's art's sole purpose is just like a reflection of society at that time. That's all it ever is. It's all it's ever been for all, of, literally all of human history. It's just like this is what our society is right now.
0: Yeah. If you if and if. If an artist feel even feels, excuse me, just hit puberty at forty. If an artist even feels like um, they need to, or maybe should um, restrict themselves in their art based on what the masses will think, or if they'll be in trouble with someone or something like that, then you're just it diminishes whatever the art form is it diminishes it because it's not true um and yeah. that's another way i look at it too but that, that's my two cents on it so you guys man have have at it um sarah and Mike, I would, you know i'll
3: really quick wait on what you said like oh, even if, yeah. even even if the artist felt the need to like censor themselves in some way that in of itself, it's a reflection of their time they're in, right, where they feel that yeah. need because based on what society feels should be censored or not censored, you know what I mean? I mean, that's why going back to the whole Dave Chappelle thing, right, that's why it was so controversial because society is is dictating like, hey, don't talk about this, don't talk about that, don't talk about this. This is a very sensitive subject. And Dave Chappelle clearly is reflecting society by say, by letting us know, you guys find this offensive, so I'm going to talk about it. You know what uh, I mean? Wanted- like, Yeah. Yeah, go for it.
5: I just wanted to say, I wanted to make sure. Um, my issue with it isn't the inclusion. I think showing realistic violence, realistic themes, and all that things. I think that's important. I think you should do that. I think my point, my my point of view on it is that from what I've the reviews I've read about the Joker specifically is that the movie does not do enough to show that. While maybe the jo- maybe you can like agree with the Joker's like what his criticisms of society are, the way he's going about it is wrong, right? Like, I think we can all agree that if you're going to put on a clown mask and kill people, what you're doing is wrong, right? Like, and from what I've read of reviews, again, I'm not making a judgment on the movie because I haven't seen it yet. But what worries me is the idea that it's not doing enough and it's almost glorifying the idea of, you know what? Yeah, put on the clown mask, do some of that right? Like it's not, it's not showing the violence. It's that's the issue. It's when you show the violence, you also have to show the downside of it.
0: See, I, I dis—I disagree though, because then I think you're getting back to Makuga's point. Well, um, because I mean, dude, the only people who are going to act, um, violently based on something that they saw are people who are already fucked up in the head.
5: I should clarify in realist in like in- when you're going for the realism, right? Which this movie is. Uh, this movie is doesn't want to call itself a comic book movie, right? It wants to be a character study about a character that just so happens to be a comic book character. In a movie like Star Wars or like the Marvel movies, I really don't think you need to deal with the... I think you can go for the violence, whatever. It, I, that's one thing. When it's something like this, right? Where it's supposed to be real and they, they're trying to be like, this is not just entertainment. This is actual... We're trying... Like... They seem to be holding themselves to such a, We're not just a comic book movie. We're not just entertainment. We are trying to say something. And the worry is that they're not. They're not saying anything. They're just being... They're not doing enough to say, this is what he does. He's making the wrong move here. Right? And I don't think that it should be overstated because that's not good. Don't hammer the message over the head. But the idea that it's not there at all is worrying to me.
0: Right. I I mean, I I can understand what you're saying. I I disagree, but I can understand what you're saying for sure. And I definitely, uh, before we get Mike and Sarah's view on this, I definitely want to get both uh, David, you and Sean back on after you've seen Joker and uh, and, uh, redo this discussion again with you guys. Um, You both have great points of view on it, and I'd like to see – if your uh, if your opinions have differed at all after you've seen the movie, um, but uh, Sarah and Mike, what do you, what do you guys think about all this stuff? And and I mean, not necessarily just the Joker, but just you know the violence in particular in movies and all that kind of stuff.
2: Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, I don't know. So I'm gonna take this like a little bit of a different viewpoint. Um of kind of a little bit off of what josh was saying so from someone that like does struggle with like a mental illness and does struggle with like um anxiety and stuff like that these kind of movies like movies that are really like realistic are a bit harder to watch just because like i i tend to get stuck in that kind of like Darkness and stuff like that once you get out of a movie, and sometimes that's really hard to kind of shake and like when you're watching shows, like I tend not to watch really just down subject shows like the when we see a show that everyone was talking about, like I didn't watch that because I knew it was hard subject matter um, and I knew it would just take me a little bit more to like get out of how sad and heavy things are so when I see all these reviews coming out saying that like Joker is a little bit hard to watch, like it, I mean, there are, I don't necessarily know what that means. Like sometimes reviews say that and I watch a movie and I'm like, Oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. But hearing things like that or that it's dark and that it's heavy and Josh kind of saying that it seems like it might promote violence and it might promote this kind of stuff. I am a little bit more hesitant kind of to go in this movie just to kind of I don't really know what's going to happen. I don't really know like what to expect, so I'm kind of hesitant like am I going to go in there and am I going to come out in this really weird funk? And not necessarily like I I don't think movies and video games cause like shootings and all that stuff. Like I don't believe that at all and like um someone was saying like that this stuff there's so many other factors that go on, but it definitely can influence a person just by like making their day harder or maybe like kind of like, I don't know, like dampering their mood or things like that. So I think movies definitely do have an influence. And I think this kind of stuff can be dangerous for someone that might really not be in a good mental state that might be just trying to figuring out a lot of stuff to go into a movie. And if it doesn't really take a stance, like I think besides like I don't think it's gonna make a person go do some drastic thing, but I think it could like not help a person in their own like personal battles, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense.
3: I mean I would I would say for sure, um right, again being subjective and stuff, but but good art should make you feel something right when Mm -hmm. when when art serves its purpose besides just like it has many purposes obviously but besides being a reflection like it's supposed to make it's supposed to make you feel something whether it's like you feel good you feel happy you feel disgusted you feel laughed or something right so -hmm. of course movies like any form of art i would say should make you feel something yeah there's certain movies you watch and it totally just like it ruins you right like i am not ashamed to admit uh, I love the movie A Star Is Born. I watched yeah. it twice. I can't watch it again because I'm always a blubbering mess at the very, yeah. very end. That closing song with like Lady Gaga and they cut back <laughs> to hard. Bradley Cooper. It's so that movie's
2: hard to watch. Sometimes. So, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, it, but
3: <laughs> that movie's we we could all, what well, the most of us could agree, it's like it's a great film, right? And it elicits so many emotions. So I, I personally, again, I'm not in your shoes, so I I. I can only speak from my personal experience. I I completely agree with like, yeah, a movie could ruin your day because because it's it's, it's it's a just a, a hard movie to watch for whatever reason. But I I I find it hard to find that correlation of like like not only like I can understand a movie affecting your emotions, but a movie being so potent that it affects your actions. That's the part to me where it's like, well, how. Like, and, it, and I'm not trying to be like an, an asshole or anything. I'm just no, I'm, no, you're I, fine. I'm literally asking, like, like how how does a movie dictate your actions? I can understand a movie being like, man, that movie put me in a really foul mood. Like, I I can understand that, but be like, man, that movie makes me want to go shoot up a theater. You know what I mean? Like, like
2: I don't I don't see that either. Like, I don't see that correlation either. I just know like. I don't know, maybe it does go back to, like, Josh's, I guess I stand a little bit more in Josh's argument of, like, there has to be all kinds of other stuff already going on in a person for them to watch a movie and be like, I'm gonna go shoot up a theater, I'm gonna go do this. Like, I don't think if you're sitting there, and that's not on your mind, and you watch that, you're like, oh, that's a new thought, you know what I mean? Like, I can see people, like, adding that into a fuel, but I can't see that being a solid, like, by itself reason
5: so i want yeah. to piggyback off of a star is born real quick because that is my favorite movie of last year and i still have not recovered but <laughs> after what happens happens in the spoilers yeah. um, if you haven't seen it for whatever reason they show the consequences yeah. right yeah. they show how it affected the other people and i think it does the bear i don't believe that movies or video games cause violence right but i believe that it is the duty to at the very least do the very least that you can to show the consequences. And I think that's what star is born does. And my worry with Joker is that it doesn't do that. I don't think that Joker will cause anything, but I think that the movie should at the very least, like a star is born show. You've seen like the incredible tale that we've just told you. This is what it did, Mm. right? These are the consequences of these people's actions. If they don't do that, I think that is not going to cause anything directly to happen. But I think that you are not, you're not doing the best that you can if you're not going to show the consequence.
0: Well, I yeah, see I, that's I'm sorry, just real quick. That's just yeah. that's one thing I strongly disagree with. I don't I just don't feel that artists are in any way obligated to do anything at all other than what they want to do. I don't feel that they have a social or a moral responsibility on any level to anyone. Um, If you don't like the art, don't buy the painting and don't look at it. Don't listen to the music. Don't watch the movie. But artists are in no way obligated to do anything in their art. And uh, that's, but yeah, that's just how I feel. I, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
3: Real, real quick to go back to your point Sean like I agree with what Wade said I think an artist should be allowed to voice their voice however they want to voice it but um I was going to say originally to your point though uh I I believe it de- it it depends on what the movie is trying to accomplish right cuz there's some movies like again A Star is Born where yeah everything's about the 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 consequences of of Bradley Cooper's character right the consequence of of how he goes about things and what ultimately that ends up causing in the in the people who love him right but there there's some movies who who have pure action and then you don't get to see the consequence and that's kind of the purpose of the movie i know it's not the same film but a movie like inception for example where you kind of see leonardo Leonardo dicaprio's character going through all these things to get back to his family and at the very end of the movie we never find out the consequence of what of everything he has been through because the the filmmaker purposefully leaves that ambiguous. Like, is he with his children or is he not? Is he in the real world again or is he not? And spoilers, you haven't seen Inception, but if you haven't, why are you listening to us talk about movies? (laughs) You're clearly not a movie fan. But but you know what I mean? It it depends on on what the movie is going for. Again, and I just want to reiterate this. Like we're talking about it. It's a great debate. I love you guys forever and ever. This is why I keep coming back. But we haven't seen the Joker movie. It hasn't. Exactly. we're, yeah. we're just we're just we're Church. just pe- peasants we're not critics you know what i mean and at this at this at the same time too <laughs> at the same time too like e- critics in my opinion aren't infallible like even critics oh. put their own bias and their own opinion oh, yeah. into their critiques mm-hmm. so if a critic is looking for something to be offended about guess what they're gonna fucking find it you know yeah. what i mean And at, and at the same time too like you have this weird juxt- juxtaposition of like, there's critics who are like, oh my God, the Joker movie, we shouldn't release this. It. It's going to incite so much, blah, blah, blah. And then the Joker movie won the freaking award at TIFF for like the best film or whatever. So it's like, so it's like, who do you listen to? And ultimately, yeah. I think at the end, we have to go watch this film. Oh, if you're, if you I already, will be there. If, okay, you know, nice. I, I know you worry. guys are. This, this This is for like the people who are like purely basing. Yeah. Whether they're gonna watch a film or not, based on someone's criticism, I think yeah, ultimately, that. I think ultimately at the end, you kind of have to make the choice. If it's a movie that you were excited about initially, before all the hoopla came out about it, I would say go watch it. Like despite what critics might be saying, there's been plenty of times that I, I like my favorite critics, right? Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis, mm-hmm. John Roca, Roxy, all the Collider Live crew, the guys from like Screen Junkies that I follow, Chris Duckman, There's been times where like. Literally, all of them are on the same boat, and I go watch a movie, and I'm like, I did not see what these guys saw. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. for the most part, the critics that I love kind of didn't like it too, except for like Mark <gasps> Riley. He really loved it. It's and so- I really, I really loved it too as well. And I was like, I don't, the problems they found with it, I was like, I didn't, I didn't find that at all. Yeah. I thought, I thought opposite. You know what I mean? So ultimately, like, we're just speculating. It's fun to speculate, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But again, any it depends on the on the objective of the art what it's what it's trying to say and how it goes about it and then and then it's up to you personally to go if if a yeah job well done or b no hunk of poop
4: hmm.
3: yeah. and that's that's literally it at the end of the day in my opinion when it comes to like art it's whether you think it accomplished what it did or didn't
5: yeah trust me i hope i'm wrong cuz like i said at one point this was my most anticipated movie of the year it's oh, still it's it's third, but it's like still mine. You know, it's, it's yeah. Right.
3: Okay, oh, you know what? Okay, I would say third as well, but I think number one right now is is, is clearly Rambo because I freaking love John Rambo so hard. I'm so excited for that f- stupid film. And then Omaha
0: uh, <laughs> fucking steaks. He worked in a meat packing factory before <laughs> yeah. he started fucking boxing. Why didn't he fucking endorse Omaha steaks,
5: Wade? Wrong yeah. character. Wait, yeah, that's, oh, the wrong that's the wrong
3: franchise, dude. Wrong franchise. Wow, oh. you you call yourself a movie fan. Wow. wow.
5: Wade will not be wow. returned. Uh, you,
1: you cannot yeah. tell the difference between Rocky and Rambo. How wow. dare you, sir?
5: That was a pretty low moment
0: for you, Wade. I'm not going to lie.
3: Shame.
0: Shame. You know, I'm just letting you guys believe that I'm stupid right now. Because <laughs> I, 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 I actually believe that you guys get my segue, so...
3: No, I took you completely serious because it's a completely serious debate, Wade. Time and place for yeah. everything.
0: Come on, Sir. man. Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> bows and arrows. Why didn't he fucking endorse bows and arrows? He's running around the woods. Brian Denny, he chasing him. Fucking helicopters everywhere. Raincoats. Nobody... He could and have yet... endorsed raincoats. It was raining on him. He needed a raincoat.
1: And yet nobody wants here. In my opinion. <laughs>
0: Mike, but, but, Mike, you no. know what?
5: Save your no. opinion for End of the Grid. Mike is gonna talk about Joker on no. End of the Grid.
0: That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> uh, for real though, uh for real though, yeah, what are your thoughts on all this, Mike? So
1: you guys hit it all right on the point. Um I just wanna bring up that Dorina did bring up a bunch about there's other movies like this, like there's other ser- serial killers out there, like the American Psycho, all the stuff like that, but that's not the first time Joker is like causing this controversy within groups and crowds. The most controversial movie of all time, as people may know, is a clockwork orange. Mm -hmm. And back then, and not a lot of people, people were different back then, but it was most controversial because of the violence and the sexual innuendos that were in a clockwork orange. So the Joker and Alex DeLarge, the character from A Clockwork Orange, is having similarities with their characters and how they do things. Because Alex DeLarge in the film, A Clockwork Orange, he's got something mental in his head. And they try to cure it within the movie. Um, And that didn't really go wrong or right because he reverts back to himself at the end of the movie. So, yeah, violence is not going to do anything to people. People are going to be different when watching movies. It's just how you perceive the media at hold.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very well put. And especially with social media, you know, it's it's a lot different too than back when Clockwork Orange came out. You know, now anybody and everybody can make a fuss about anything and it just blows up.
3: Yeah. Do you guys you guys remember uh Wolf of Wall Street?
0: Mm-hmm. I have not mm-hmm. seen it, but I know what movie you're talking. It's been in my queue for like a fucking year, man.
3: Well, that's, that's like one of those films too where I feel like it's, it's kind of like the Joker in the sense where like people interpret it of like as like this one point of view when maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just you interpreting it that way. Like with Wolf of Wall Street, a lot of people said like, oh, it's, it's glorifying being that type of individual. Like, look how much fun they're having. And it's like showing like they're so carefree or whatever. To me, it, to me, it didn't show them personally. Like, oh, it like, like it's glorifying them. It's shown me like, wow, these people are hideous fucked. individuals. <laughs> yeah, and like, up. and at and at the end of the day, they literally lose. They literally lose everything at the end of that movie. So to me, it was like it's not glorifying doing that because at the end of the day, like that's a movie that serves its purpose. Like here are the actions, now here's the consequence. You know what I mean? So, hmm. I another another movie that I'm thinking about is like all the old Bonnie and Clyde films that used to like glorify like oh this this young couple in love rebelling against american norms at the time it's like no they were mass murderers like they were killer teenagers (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i i I really think it depends on like of course obviously because art is subjective you could kind of read it especially if the if the uh, director kind of leans that way to try to like put a positive spin or light on something but also at the end of the day it's it's kind of up to you to interpret how you feel about that you know what i mean like like, like, obviously, I don't want to belittle anybody. If you feel like the Joker is like not a good film, and and you and you end up seeing it, and you personally kind of go like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't take a stand, and I'm not okay with that. You like, they're not saying it's okay, but they're not saying it's not okay. Like, it's it's within your very right to feel that way, but you cannot dictate what you're feeling to influence and possibly take away the chance of someone else experimenting that and either finding that out for themselves or feeling something different. Like you, everyone should be allowed to experience it, especially because, yeah, especially because at the end of the day, it's just a, it's just a fucking movie. Like,
5: yeah, I, none of, none of, none of this. I, and I, I only say this because I know somebody listening going to interpret what I've been saying is this. None of this is me saying this movie should not be coming. Out, right, I, hundred I percent believe this movie should be coming out, and yeah. I, I don't think that, like, I, I don't think that the obviously movie will cause any violent things. And I think the movie should come out. I, and I, I think you can make the movie without taking the stance, but, uh, that'll be a criticism from like the, I'll, I'll end up criticizing that if it doesn't, because that will be a, I, I, to me, that will be a missed opportunity and a failure on the part of the movie. If it doesn't, uh, I still think it should come out. I, st- I still think that people, and again, this is all like what ifs, because none of us have seen the movie. I'll be there opening night. I can't wait. But, uh, I just want to make very clear for people listening so that I don't, m- nobody's going to message me anyways. one cares, but preempting <laughs> the possibility of anybody possibly getting mad at me. Please don't. I don't like people mad at me. I like to be liked. <laughs> uh, uh I just, I, I, I'm worried, not that it will cause anything, but that the movie is not living up to what it, poss- what it could possibly be. Uh, I
1: guess. Enough. Actually, I just thought of a question.
5: Oh What's
4: that?
1: Would you still watch the film if the character wasn't the Joker?
5: Like, like if it was called something else?
1: So it was called something else and the character wasn't related to the Joker and yeah. the world of Gotham.
5: Yeah, I'd still watch it. But also if if it if it also did not take a stance, even not named as the Joker, I would still criticize them. Right? I I don't think it being Joker has anything to do with it.
1: I just feel that there's a strong connection with the character Joker, because people are so drawn to the character and the history behind the origin of the character.
5: Yeah. I'm not I really like, looking at I feel his- like
1: yeah. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at it like that because there's a strong connection because we all we're, we're all geeks and we love our comics and Joker is the ultimate bad guy, the ultimate villain and his his, his mental uh illness is the most common one to talk about and and analyze and just go over and uh I don't know. People are freaking out because Joker is the most violent criminal that in Gotham, basically. And I just, yeah. if it, if people detach, I mean, I would think like I, I would still watch it if it was a different person, and it would be like an independent kind of film about a character and all that shit. But I, I just I had that thought in my mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, my... no, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, but it for me, it just the trailers. It just looks like an amazing movie. Yeah, I can't wait.
5: Yeah, like, my favorite Joker storyline is when he beats Jason Todd to death with a crowbar. Like, that
0: That's is one what I of my favorite. want to fav- see in the movies. Yeah. I want them to kill off Bruce Wayne, move on, well, move on to, to the next Batman, and just open it up even more as far well, as storytelling. Well,
5: you can't kill Bruce Wayne because the best part of beating Jason Todd to death is Bruce's reaction, right? Joker does his horrible thing, he kills the second Robin, and then you see how that affects Bruce. And yeah, that is... Then,
0: doesn't the second Robin end up becoming bat- He Like, he didn't really die? No, no, but he but comes back, back as, like, a mixed crazy up, I? No, he no, as I'm mixed up, comes back I'm not even gonna get into it. I'm fucking yeah. getting into it. No,
3: too late, crazy. too late. You b- opened this Pandora's box. No, Jace- no, Jason, no, Jason Todd did die, but then uh, Ra's al Ghul brought yep. him back to life by putting him in a Lazarus pit, and he took up the, the mantle of hold. the Red Hood. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. How do you Best not know this, Wade? Best character! All but right, my point is right, you see the consequences of what the Joker did to Jason Todd through Batman after Jason Todd dies. Batman becomes a lot darker. he gets close to killing people again when he's alone, and then Tim Drake pulls him out of it. but consequences of the Joker's actions that is that is my point I guess that's what makes it more interesting at the very least
3: and also too only because Wade brought this up uh in the current uh Batman iteration by uh Scott, uh Scott Snyder and uh Scott Greg. Uh, Batman does die and the world literally goes to hell in a handbasket and uh, it's batshit crazy. It's called, uh, I think it's called the last night, right? Is that what the storyline's is called? I, you I th- know? think
0: so. I think it is. It All is. Right, that's the movie I want to see.
3: It is absolutely bananas. And I think last, last, last night of- on earth. Last Night on Earth, and you need to watch it because it's 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 literally like Batman died, and oops, there goes the world. Like that's literally what happens in the comic books. Oh, yeah, and and it's it's essentially like what if Batman came back after the fact? It's it's yeah. insane, and I love it. I love Scott Snyder and everything. Greg Capullo. I always forget how to say his Snyder. name. Cap Capulo? Capullo Capullo
5: Capullo. Gre- Greg Capullo, I think. I think so, right? Yeah. So. So. Reviana? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Rev- rev- yeah. Rever- S- Scott rever- Snyder rev- should be writing. Or, or Scott Snyder should be helping write the Batman movie because that man understands Batman.
3: I more completely th- agree 100% with that.
0: That man understands the character. Yes.
3: All right, moving on from the nerd topic. Sorry. Yeah,
0: but yeah, How we're mean- about to we're about to wrap it up here for the night. But uh um, we're gonna I'm gonna hand it over to Sarah here. Um, she had oh, put no. the notes Yeah, she's like, oh no. Um she had put go, the man. notes here about the Jai Courtney interview, which was great. I I uh, I went back and listened to it today before we started recording. It was a really good interview um but uh also you have a little bit of a beef perhaps uh not as much beef as david and i got going on but you got a little bit of a beef with the crew over uh some news that they haven't covered yet
2: yeah okay so about like two weeks ago i was just like i don't even know where i was like i guess it was instagram or like twitter but i saw some movie news and i was really excited to hear Collider like talk about it because it had to do with musical. Um and they haven't brought it up at all. And every like I think it was yesterday, the past couple of days, Mark has been saying like, oh, there's no movie news. There's no movie news. And I'm like, there's this huge movie news that dropped and no one's I mean to me it's huge and no one's like talking about it. Um so Richard Linklater, um, who directed Boyhood and a bunch of other movies that I've never seen um <laughs> but mainly um boyhood he i guess it like came out i think someone um uh dropped it on twitter it came out that he his next film um is going to be a live action like adaptation of this broadway musical called merrily we roll along which is one of my all time favorite musicals and the musical takes place over like 20 years and it kind of starts the beginning of the musical opens up um, at the end of uh, three people's like friendships with each other and like partnership with each other. And it goes back in time and the show ends at the beginning of these people's friendship. So it's a little complicated, but the musical like goes back in time. So this movie is going to be shot over 20 years <laughs> with the same cast, uh, the same three leads, and they're all, like, young. The one guy is Benjamin Pratt, who was in okay. um, Pitch Perfect. He won a Tony. Um, he's, like, the one, the nerdy guy. He's one of the leads. The girl from Smart and from Ladybird. Um, I don't know her name, but she also got cast. Like, some like up-and-coming people kind of got casted um yes um I can't say that Bernie fields Bernie Feldstein there you go her who I love <laughs> um <laughs> she got casted and then Blake something Jenner I think his last name is who was in uh the edge of 17 and everybody wants some I think was the other rich um the link later movie that came out a couple of years ago they're the three uh cast and it's gonna be Oh, he was also on Glee. Uh, can't forget that. <laughs> he was on Glee. Um, but I just think it's so I think it's so cool that like this movie is going to be shot over like the next 20 years. It's going to come out in 20 years with the same people. We're literally going to see them like play the old versions of themselves and they get to go back and see them young and it's such an experimental thing, and no one's talking about it. So I kind of feel crazy. I kind of feel like maybe it's not real. Maybe I just... But yeah, yeah. So Sean keeps messaging little notes. Okay. And now he... This movie's
5: never happening. I'm sorry, sir. I know you're excited. This movie's never coming out. I just want you to know that.
2: Oh, I know. I fully know this movie's never oh coming God. out. But I'm just... so. I just, like, I'm just so upset because I just want to hear other people. Like, I want to know. I know Josh, like, Makuga hates musicals. I want to hear what he has to say about it. Like, I just want to hear what people have to say because I think that's so ambitious. I really don't think it's going to happen. But I just want to know. <laughs> okay, go ahead, guys.
1: So I've heard shoot, of this.
2: Shoot me down. <laughs> Am I alone? Is this a dream? Did this no. actually come out?
1: Boyhood was, a, was ambitious. And if he's going to do this for... 20 fucking years to film this, that would be... Crazy. <laughs> my God, he yeah. would overstep overstep boyhood by far. And just, like, this would be, like, the biggest project, biggest, like, f- production, like, ever in film history. Like,
2: And no one's talking um, about it. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I just looked it up on Wikipedia about the movie, and the source that they're uh linking it to is actually from Collider.com.
2: Okay, that's what I thought. Okay.
1: So Jeff Jeff Snyder but wrote it about was it. Jeff
2: Snyder, okay.
1: Yep, so Jeff Snyder wrote about it, uh, and that's where Wikipedia is actually sourcing it to the director, Richard Lake Letters, uh, production, upcoming production. So at least someone on the website is talking about it, but not Collider Live. And I understand the I'm frustration.
2: That Collider didn't talk about it because it came from their, like, Jeff. So I was like, why yeah. is no one. I mean, like, I know, I know, it's never going to come out, but I think, like, even just the idea that, like, he wants to shoot a movie for 20 years, like, I don't know. I just think the whole concept of it is so interesting to talk Mm -hmm. about, and I haven't heard it anywhere, so. Yeah. (laughs) That's all.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe they'll bring it up now, because we all know that they listen to this show religiously. (laughs) Yep. (laughs)
1: There we go.
0: Um. Well, yeah, we're going to end it there, folks, for this week of Afterlife. We ran just a little bit long, but who cares? Um, that always happens, though, when David B. comes on, so we'll just go ahead and blame it on him. Um, yep. No, yeah,
3: I knew I knew this was going to happen, and I know it's me. It's, it's something about me that makes this shit run, like, three, four hours longer than it should. And I apologize to the listener. I apologize to Sarah, to, to Sean, to Mike. But uh, Wayne can uh, go choke on a donut. I don't apologize to you whatsoever.
0: Dude, that's cool. That's cool because motherfucker, you know, uh, you know, I'm bringing that beef hard, man. Um, uh, it's been a while since it's been a while since I brought the beef, but I'm about to drop that shit on your front fucking door, buddy.
3: I can't. I can't wait.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> well, everybody, you can uh, you can find this show as well as talking schmo down and go get that rose on uh, the Merck with the Movie Blog feed on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play, all those places. Just go to Anchor. Much easier that way. Uh, follow Merck with the Movie Blog on Twitter at Merck, or you can go to the online website. as uh, posts, articles, and other stuff there for you guys to check out. Uh Sarah, we'll go with you first this time. Uh, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you at.
2: Well, you can find me on Twitter at S-S-E-A-B-O-C-K and you can also find me and Jay talking about Bachelor and all that fun stuff on the same channel that you find this podcast.
0: Yes, ma'am. And uh, Mike, let everybody know where we can follow you at.
1: You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike McStave and let me say that sean and i have a power rangers podcast called into the grid you can follow the twitter account and go into the grid and just check out the podcast on any uh listening platforms anchor soundcloud google podcasts wherever you want to listen to your podcast.
5: yeah that's right you better plug our shit
0: well <laughs> hell yeah and wow since, yeah and since you're being so forceful here why don't you go ahead and plug uh where can people find you at buddy I want to point out real quick, I for
5: I, I remind Mike to plug this show every time on End the Grid. I <laughs> well, just If you guys want to yell at me about my takes on Joker and Dave Chappelle, you can find me on Twitter, at jwade1134. Uh, but <laughs> if you want to just talk to me, you can find me on Twitter, at Sean underscore AFK. Oh, and the gosh. Power Rangers team.
0: Oh, I'm gonna get the hate. I don't care. Bring the hate, everybody. I'll take it, and then I'll just retweet them, tagging Sean. No. (laughs) David B, man, thanks again. Once again, uh, not only for coming on the show, we always love having you on, but especially, man, thanks for the uh, for writing our new theme for us, and um, also for dropping like. Like, we all went in awe earlier, dropping some news that we had no idea about, uh, that we still don't know about, but hopefully we'll find out soon. But, uh, yeah, why don't you let everybody know what you got going on and where they can find you at, uh, YouTube, anything like that.
3: Yeah, man, you can find me uh, roaming the streets of Houston, looking lost and confused. Uh, you can find me on my a uh, my shulstrol, damn it, tick <laughs> You can find me on my socials. Uh, I speak the English at at, at David B Music 21. That's David B Music 21, both on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find me on Spotify. Every time a new Shemell song debuts, I'll be dropping it on my Spotify uh, artist page. And that's David B Music. David B period music, all separate, please. And you can find me on YouTube as well, David B. Music. But uh, if you're looking for Shmodan stuff on there, you're going to be vastly disappointed because it's mostly just the stupid stuff I write for Collider when uh, uh, I have a whim. And then um, can I plug uh, my upcoming shows real quick? Is that cool?
0: Dude, You can plug absolutely anything you'd like.
3: All right, cool. So if you guys are in the Houston area, I'll be playing. Let me pull up these dates here. Apologies. I'm very unprofessional. Here we go. Well, I'll be playing on September 21st at the uh, Bayou Ballroom in downtown Houston with the Conrad Johnson Orchestra. We have a very fantastic baritone player coming down. Highly recommended. A part of those proceeds go to charity. That would be September 21st at the Ballroom at Bayou Place. October 4th, I'll be playing with a rock and roll band. That's right. If you're not into jazz, I'm pretty nice. sure you love rock. And that will be with a new band I'm playing with called Hot Sun. And we'll be playing October 4th at Natsuho, which is Houston spelled backwards. Natsuho at 4 on the 4th of October. And, we'll all, and then I'll also – I got a lot of gigs coming up, guys – to be announced soon I'll be playing October 19th and 26th I'm not sure where yet but I'll be playing with a lovely country singer from Nashville called Sierra Gant she's really great upcoming singer highly recommend you check her out she'll be in Houston October 19th October 26th I'll announce uh, the time and place for those gigs on my Instagram so please follow me on all my socials thank you
0: excellent man sounds good and uh I grew up in North Houston I've got some people down there so uh, I'm gonna get those dates write them down and send them out to the people down there see if maybe they can get down and check you out man
3: for sure man please we're um, we're always trying to get people to support the arts especially here in Houston it's such like a sports heavy oil town but it also has a very like very great music and art scene that's slowly starting to come up again. So please support the art, especially live music. And just, if you like having a good time, man, if you like jazz, uh, you like dancing, it's going to be a great time. September 21st. Uh, if you like Fall Out boy and panic at the disco, Hey, we're doing some covers from those guys. So come on October 4th for that.
0: Yeah. Get down there guys. If you're uh, in the Houston area or you just feel like making a, uh, making a road trip. Um, I know Texas is fucking big. One of my favorite, uh, comedians uh was red uh red Skelton, and he had a bit about texas and how it's just miles and miles and nothing but miles and miles but if you feel like traveling those miles get your asses down there and check that out um yeah thanks again david for being on and uh everybody thanks for joining us that will do it for this week of after live have a great week (laughs) y'clock
4: <laughs> Son of a bitch.